Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here with a tactics episode. And this is an episode about how I like to consider the opportunities that somebody has in terms of follow-up. So there's a couple of things that are leading to this episode. So a lot of stuff I've been seeing in ads in the news uh, about ChatGPT as a way to follow up with clients in the sales process or an intake process. And then just kind of the same stuff that I've been hearing forever from just your basic garden variety email marketing automation guys who really haven't updated their worldview since 2015 or so. But people are still talking about this concept. What if I had a magic automated robot machine that could talk to all my people and then I only have to talk to the ones that count. And what if this could be the only thing I have to do? What if I could let go of my staff? What if I could never have to deal with people issues from prospects, people issues from staff, blah, 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 blah. It sounds really, really cool. But in practice, as you could probably imagine, it's not something that usually plays out. And again, I would always point to the most successful firms and look at what they're doing. Rarely, I don't think if you message Morgan and Morgan, you're going to get a you know chat GPT robot or get thrown into a 360 day email autoresponder sequence for a reason. But to kind of follow on on that, there are these two methods that absolutely do have merit on their own, but we have to make sure that we're using the right tool for the right job. So I want to consider these two potential ways to follow up with prospects, one being an in-person, on-the-phone, manual follow-up, and the other one being something a little bit more automated. This could be text, SMS, chat, GBT, you name it, blah, 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 but something like that. And I want to break these down into two dimensions, right? So the first dimension that should be pretty self-explanatory is, is investment, right? The investment that would go to following up with an individual prospect, you can consider this a total. I think probably a smarter way to do this would be to consider this. And if again, this is the smarter but harder way to calculate would be how much follow-up investment is required to get a unit, right? So console on your calendar, a closed client, you name it, right? And this is going to break down, especially when we're considering automated stuff into money, right? Into time, if you want to set it up, or if we're thinking about the manual stuff, money to buy time, right? So if you have to pay a secretary $15 an hour and it takes her an hour and a half to talk to each person that you get on a calendar, it's, you know, 22 bucks to get something on the calendar, which, you know, not insignificant. Second thing, the efficiency, right? What percentage of the total available cases are captured. So if we had 100 leads, how many of those would be spoken to? How many of those would be put on a calendar? And basically how this breaks it down is the manual follow-up over the phone is something that's a high investment. It's more costly, but it's also higher efficiency. We are squeezing the orange harder and we're going to get more juice almost every single time. Automated marketing is generally a lower investment, sometimes it's higher up front, but over time it's lower, but it's also lower efficiency, right? And the reason why is you're going to get, we've seen anywhere from 50 to 80% in terms of pickup rates on a phone call. If you do within five minutes, you know, this is a super well-studied fact. You know, we got this from a warden study, but we've replicated over hundreds of clients at this point. But the open rates on emails, and again, talk to your favorite guru if you want to challenge this. It's like if you're crushing it, you're going to be getting maybe 40, 50%. Click-through rates rarely going to be more than 5 or 10%, right? So when we're going from getting your message in front of 50% of people towards getting people to click 10%, that's just kind of where the efficiency stuff goes in. And again, feel free to challenge me on this. I still do email marketing, but take your information for what it's worth, right? Anyways, but yeah, it does cost a lot more. And, and I don't want to paint either of these, like I said at the beginning, as the superior tool. 
but because it costs a lot more to follow up on the phone and ultimately the returns will diminish, right? Like I said, um, the pickup rate's fantastic within five minutes, but if you have to follow up with somebody for days, weeks, months, that's a very, very expensive way to keep in touch with somebody who starts to look lower and lower percentage as time goes on. So I think you're going to fail if you're doing either version of this or your entire funnel, right? So basically the failure state number one is spending a bunch of time, money or money for time when you're chasing leads that are probably bums and will never close. Again, those will shake out pretty quickly. Or second, you're going to spend very little and miss out on hot leads that would have closed if somebody had made a phone call instead of waited for the, you know, 120 day autoresponder to keep in touch or them to respond to a newsletter or something like that, right? So what we're essentially weighing here is the cost of wasting salary, effort, your personal time versus the opportunity cost of people that would have closed but didn't because we didn't play offense on that, right? And in general, if you wanted to weigh these objectively, the opportunity cost is usually going to be greater, especially if you're charging a fair rate, especially if you're sourcing your employees well and getting people of the right level to do this kind of follow-up work stuff. But I think it's possible to get the best of both worlds on this. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, the, you know, when you're cooking, right? You got your front burner and you got your back burner. Uh, when you're cooking a big meal. And it all kind of hinges on timing, the point at which your diminishing returns for manual follow-up will set in. I think it's absolutely something to test, but what we've seen for clients is usually somewhere between one and three weeks. So basically full court press after that first one to three, we're calling them immediately. We're following up every day. When it gets to the point where we know that this person's not going to close, and again, that number will vary based on your practice area, market, staff, et cetera. Then we switch them over to the back burner. I'm doing air quotes right now. The back burner, which is going to be your more automated follow-up. So basically full court press, strike while the iron is hot. And then once we've kind of squeezed the juice, we go to the low efficiency channel. And it's really simple as that. Honestly, I, I wanted to uh, kind of illustrate these principles because it helps justify why you make a decision from that. But once you kind of have the understanding, that's pretty much it. So, you know, you capture what you can while the shot clock's running, but nothing's going to go cold when you switch it over. And like I said, you know, sometimes there are people who are going to absolutely make sense for the email marketing stuff. I don't think there's any universe in which those people would prefer email marketing when the opportunity arises, but you never know like this is where i think the real juice for these automated follow-up solutions is it's you know getting somebody who signed up as a lead three months ago or six months ago to book a consultation you're like oh what the heck this actually is awesome right and the way that we usually do this uh just as far as practice so you know we use uh crms for our clients right so it's like when somebody moves over to a abandoned or lost or you know due diligence executed <laughs> category in our crm uh, that'll fire off a zap that'll put it into the mail service provider but there's a million ways you can do this you can manually enter somebody into MailChimp or Active Campaign or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And then basically you're able to kind of get both, right? So I'm automating it, but you know, million ways you can do it. So anyways, I hope this helps. Uh, again, I harp on this a bunch, but the snake oil salesmen in the automation space are all over the place. ChatGPT happens to be the flavor of the month, but there's just really no way that the efficiency is going to be as high as picking up and calling somebody on the damn phone. And look, if this happens to be the way this happens to be the move, then, you know, there's still a huge market in being the people that differentiate, right? It's always shocking whenever people try implementing the five minute call thing for the first time and the people pick up and go, damn, you guys are really on this. And that's really what it kind of shows out. And, you know, having some chat agent that's going to take, you know, three to five minutes of reply based on how busy the uh, open AI servers are that day is really not going to be that sort of thing. Think about whenever you guys are on service, right? But um, basically, you know, going back to what's hard has value. So keep that in mind, guys. See you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.